What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena. And this is actually a first in Outside the Arena history in the year and a half or so that I've done this podcast. This is the first week that I don't have a co-host with me. I'm Griffin Zenek, and uh, today I'm just going to be talking sports. Uh, realistically, um, it will be a little weird. Uh, just talk to myself for the next however many minutes. Um, but I'm going to keep it nice and short and concise. I'm not going to get into it. I will have my picks for the week. Um, but obviously, Rob and I uh, couldn't find the time this week. He is, um, you know, busy uh, off traveling. So realistically, we're here. Show must go on, though. Um, so I'm here to talk some sports, talk some NFL, and we'll just jump right into it, to be honest. Uh, I'll honestly share my screen. And we'll look at some of these games from last week. Obviously, week 14, another good week of NFL football. I mean, just looking at games that we'd want to focus on here. Cleveland Browns beat the Baltimore Ravens. That was an interesting one. Um, obviously, a big bounce back week. Lamar goes down. Browns go up early. Browns dealing with a massive COVID outbreak now. Um, we'll see how that Im- impacts them this week, obviously. Cowboys put together a nice win. Michael Parsons looking like a superstar. 49ers, Bengals. That was a fantastic game, to be honest. Um, 49ers look good. Debo Samuel, just an all around excellent player. Uh, Chiefs, I forgot to mention, I mean, they're back. That's that's fun to watch them right now. And we'll talk about the Thursday night game here in a second. I'll break that down. Bills, Bucks, I mean, this is a game where um, I'll actually click on this. I mean, the, the, the Bucks were up and the Bills kind of stormed back. Josh Allen put together uh, one of his best performances in the year. You see 109 yards rushing. That's really a key. I mean, this team is just not – I mean, this is just a team that they just have not had a good running back. You see they're rushing the ball seven times um, outside Josh Allen. Josh Allen outrushed all the running backs combined. And that just shows the state of the run game for them. And I think that's part of the problem with their offense kind of in this, in a stalling position. It's just, everyone knows the pass is coming. Obviously a lot of good weapons. Um, Diggs being the number one, what a superstar he is, but to beat the bucks, obviously you had the walk off touchdown. I mean, Leonard Fournette is just playing out of his mind at this moment, this season, he's been a superstar, but Rashad Perryman, like you see, I believe he's in the COVID protocols now, but one, one catch for 58 yards. I mean, this dude's a stud. Um, this dude's a stud. I mean, he's he's fine, but I mean, this team has a lot of studs, is what I should be saying. Godwin's playing out of his mind. Mike Evans is having a great year. Gronk looks better than ever. So the Bucks are good. We all know that, though. Um, all right. So I think with that, I mean, Rams, Cardinals, Rams, huge contact win. But let's talk about Chiefs Chargers to start the week. Thursday night football, great game. Went to overtime. Chiefs really looked like not 100%. Pat Mahomes was playing all right, but. They're having some problems. Chargers just could not convert. They had a lot of opportunities here in the red zone. You know, port down. I don't know the exact conversion stats. Maybe I'll say here. Yeah, two for five. Um, not great. 40%. You want to be doing better than that. They went for it a lot. But the Chiefs, I mean, they're just back right now. They're 10 and 4, the one seed in the East um, as of today, as of Sunday. And they're back. Pat Mahomes, you see 410 yards, three touchdowns. And the key, I mean, look at the top two guys. I mean, these two guys for the last two weeks haven't really been involved, and the Chiefs are still winning. But you see when these guys are involved. Pat Mahomes is just playing better. The offense plays better. You see Travis Kelsey, a career day, 10 receptions, 191 yards, two touchdowns. And then Tyreek Hill, 12 catches, 148 yards, and a touchdown as well. This is how this offense should be run. Um, They need to focus more on getting these guys the ball, in my mind. I mean, this is just their – this is the key to success for the Kansas City Chiefs. You can't get cute about it. I know they beat the Raiders last week, 48-9. to both these guys were really not involved, but I mean, the defense is playing great, but to win these tight games against very good teams, 
these are the keys. These two. I remember week one against the Cleveland Browns. It was the same deal. These two guys were going off. That's what you got to have to win these games. If you're the Kansas City Chiefs against the good teams, you got to beat them with Travis Kelsey and you got to beat them with Tyreek Hill. Uh, you're not going to beat them with Byron Pringle, getting cute with Michael Burton. Obviously, he had a nice run and good for him, but it's just a state. I mean, you, you this team is a great team, but you got to use your elite players to be an elite team. Um, you know, we've seen the Chiefs get away with that by not doing that this year, but we've also seen it hurt them. They, you know, went through struggles. Obviously, defensively, it's a whole new team right now, but 10 and four, good win. For the Chargers, not too worried about them. Um, Herbert's a young superstar. We're finally seeing some more consistency with him, I feel. Um, Keenan Allen's played good. Mike Williams. Hopefully, Donald Parham's okay. That was a very scary injury, obviously. And then moving on to last night's game, we're obviously supposed to have two of these games. The Cleveland Browns game got moved due to, uh, you know, COVID. That is kind of a crazy situation, but they'll play on Monday night now against the Vegas Raiders. But New England, I mean, this was a team going into the fourth quarter out scored 20 to zero. They obviously came back, scored 17 points. Um, it was a three-point game at one point until Jonathan Taylor broke through. But Jonathan Taylor, I mean, this man is just unreal. I mean, you see the stats. Carson went to the ball 12 times. JT rushed it 29 times for 170 yards and a touchdown. Obviously, he had that 67-yard run at the end. So for that 28 for 103, it wasn't necessarily his best game. To be honest, he had some nice blocks. He was playing good. But obviously, that run kind of uh, sorry about that inflates the stats and all that. I mean, you see the receiving game; these guys were just non-factors. If you had Michael Pittman in fantasy in a playoff week, I apologize; it's not the best. Um, but this team just runs through JT. Everyone knows that this is a team that's built on the run, and their defense is exceptional. I mean, Darius Leonard right now, interception, another fourth formal. This guy's in the defensive player of the year conversation, and he's in the conversation for best defensive player in the NFL. I mean, he's top five. This guy's had an extraordinary year. Worth every penny. This guy's an absolute superstar on that defense. Um, DeForest Buckner had a sack. I mean, it's a good defense. The guys are playing well. And, uh, you know, right now I would not want to play the, the Indianapolis Colts. They lead the league in takeaways. they got the best rush attack, arguably, in the NFL at the moment. It's a scary team. And New England learned that. Mac Jones, really until that fourth quarter, was looking not good at all. Um, Patriots really couldn't establish the run in this one. You saw them have to leave away from it. Hunter Henry did have a good game. Mac Jones had some win moments. Defense, you know, had a pick. Uh, but, you know, it, it just wasn't the game that you expect from that defense. Um, they held JT decently in check. I mean, he still had a pretty good game, but you just can't hold him in check. He's just too good. With that O-line, he's going to rush for about 100 yards on you, and you got to accept that. And that's just a fact of the matter. Uh, Mac Jones, you know, decent game, not his best performance, but almost came back. But, yeah, I mean, the Indianapolis Colts, I mean, this is a team at the beginning of the year that the Leafs started the year like 0-3. Oh, and three. Yeah. And one and four. So this was a team. I mean, you're looking at and saying their season could be over here in a little bit. And all of a sudden they're eight and six and they look like a legit team because that rush attack, that defense is playing exceptional. So the Indianapolis Colts, I've kind of been on them. I said they would win this division from the beginning of the year, but I honestly have not been on Zion Jonathan Taylor at the beginning of the year as he's played. I mean, he's been exceptional. You know, you got to put him up there in the best running back in the NFL this season. He's definitely been, um, I think in general, it's tough because you've got guys like Derrick Henry, who was exceptional before he got injured. CMC, obviously, Kamara is great. Dalvin, there's so many good running backs in this league right now. It's incredible. Nick Chubb, I uh, can't forget about him. He's always so elite and so efficient. But JT's right up there. So good one for the Colts. Uh, it's nice having football every day. You got Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday again. Saturday. I mean, it's just like football every day at this point. It's amazing. All right, moving on to the weekly projections. We'll start off with the Titans and the Steelers. 
Julio Jones is back. I believe he was back last week. Tennessee did win last week. I forget who they played, to be honest. So they beat up on the Jaguars, who obviously did fire Urban Meyer. I'm sure me, me and Rob may touch on that next week. I'm going to pick the Tennessee Titans in this one. I think they're the better team. I think Big Ben has just been so atrocious recently for Pittsburgh. I think that offense has really been able to – has just been installed recently. Obviously, they got it going kind of late, but it wasn't good enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think the Titans will pull this one out. The defense has played well this year. They're they're a solid team. I think they're a first-round exit, but we'll see what happens. I'm going to go Titans here. Next game, Bills-Panthers. Um, I'm going to go with the Bills here. I think the Bills are due for a win there. I believe seven and six. This is a team that's in must-win mode now mode. Um, they're really in trouble potentially if they lose this one. Uh, but Josh Allen, I mean, they played pretty well last week against the Bucs. This is a strong team. Still, obviously, it's not been as good as last year. Not exceeded expectations by any means. But the Buffalo Bills still should be able to go out and be the team like the Carolina Panthers that they're now rotating QBs with P.J. Walker and Cam Noon. I mean, they just seem like a mess at the moment. Um, you know, that's a team that, you know, with a better O-line, and a, a, an elite quarterback, that's a team that, you know, is potentially in Super Bowl-type contention. That defense has played great all year. Uh, but obviously, what are they, 5-7, five 5-8? and, seven, five and eight. They lost to the Falcons last week. Yeah, I mean, their season's over. Um, I guess they are in the NFC, so maybe they could squeeze in the playoffs. But, I mean, this team would get bounced immediately. This is not a good football team. The Buffalo Bills should be able to win this game. I mean, this is just a horrible game. Um, number one overall pick, potentially could be implicated. I think the loser, this one, is probably done um, with having a shot. Obviously, the Lions would have to win again, which probably won't happen, but... <sighs> Sorry about that. Titans-Jaguars. Davis Mills starting for the remainder of the season. Jaguars just fired Urban Meyer. I'm going to pick the Jaguars here. Um, I think they're going to be fired up after Urban Meyer got fired here. Um, I think this is a good week for them to bounce back. Trevor Lawrence, James Robinson, I think we'll finally see really get a true workload. I think Carlos Hyde really won't be in that picture anymore. I mean, now it's the Jags are a mess because, you know, ETN was Urban Meyer's pick. So how do they, how's whoever's the head coach next year bounce that situation? ETN, James Robinson, his team needs wide outs. I mean, it's, it's kind of a mess in Jacksonville, but regardless, Trevor Lawrence, you know, he came out, obviously, I, I think it was just a mess. No one liked Urban Meyer there. I don't think Trevor Lawrence was happy. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Jaguars here. I think they'll bounce back from, you know, this week's mess. I mean, they had good week. That, that week against the Bills, that defense played and looked really good. So, I don't think the Houston Texans are anything special. Uh, they absolutely released Zach Cunningham. I mean, they've done some weird things. He's on Tennessee now, too. So, that's going to be a huge addition for that. Middle of the defense, you know, this late in the season. That's as good as you can get. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with the Jags in this one. Cowboys-Giants, I mean, this one kind of goes unexplained. This will be the Dallas Cowboys. You know, Zeke Elliott, he's been banged up. Tony Pollard should be back this week. But, um, I mean, this is a Dallas Cowboys team that, you know, they play to their strengths. They play to the wideouts. They can throw the ball to, you know, any guy on that offense. And the New York football Giants, I mean, Mike Glennon, I believe, at the quarterback. I mean, it's just a joke at this point. Um, you know, it, I mean, they don't even show the games on red zone at this point. They just show the touchdowns because everyone knows the New York football Giants are not going to win these games. Um, they're a bad team. They're in a bad position. You know, their future's slim. I guess they do have two first-round picks this year. So we'll see what happens. But. I mean, it's just a, a situation where you probably don't have your franchise quarterback. You've missed on a lot of your first-round picks recently. You've got dead money now at, at Kenny Galladay. Leonard Williams is costing you a lot of money. So you've got big deals here and there. 
it's just a, a, a unfortunate situation for Giants fans. I think that Kenny Galladay signing is probably going to be looked at and just with disgust. Um, they don't use him. It's just bad. I mean, it's just a bad signing. Kadarius Tony, he's looked good. I mean, I'm not going to take away from that pick. They traded down and all that. And then it again, a pretty explosive player. He's just hurt all the time. Uh, it's unfortunate. You know, you wish you could see this guy play. Saquon's been all right this year, but I mean, it's just a situation of, of uncertainty with the future for the New York football giants. This is a tough division with the Dallas Cowboys in it with Dak Prescott. You got the Philadelphia Eagles who are already better than the giants and are kind of in tear down the, and you got the Washington football team who, oh my God, sorry, Washington football team who are also a very strong team. They're in the playoffs right now. So, I mean, I don't know what the future will hold for the football giants. We will see. But I can assure you this week will be a Dallas Cowboys victory. This next game, another game that should be an easy pick. I mean, these next two games, to be honest, this will be the Cardinals. Tyler Murray, um, he's been exceptional when healthy. Obviously, D-Hop now almost out for the season. Um, he'll only be able to come back for the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl. So really can't count on him, which is crazy. I mean, he's been so healthy and so non-injury or injury prone. I guess you could say non-injury prone, injury prone all these years. And all of a sudden he kind of just broke down this year. Sad to see um, in that offense, he really wasn't even seeing the ball too much. It was kind of, you know, unfortunate situation for Diop. But regardless, the team can play to their strengths. I do think this is, you know, people may say, oh, well, he's had three, four catches a game for 50 yards. I mean, they can replace that. But no, you can't replace the coverage that he draws, the, the double teams, the, the elite cornerbacks. Because now those guys are going to be on other guys, Christian Kirk, AJ Green. Um, run out more. They're gonna have more widespread coverage, and and that's a bad thing because those guys are good, but they're not at that level of D Hop where he can handle it. They're they're not gonna be able to handle it. They might. So I expect this passing game to take a hit. Um, they need to play their strengths at running back at this point. James Conner and Chase Edmonds. That's a great combination. They'll finally get them both back this week um, together. Um, but I mean, there's the Detroit Lions. I'm, I'm kind of just talking about the Cardinals. Obviously, the Cardinals are gonna win this game. Detroit stinks. Um, they are at home. The Monroe St. Browns looked pretty good recently. So there's a positive, but Hawkinson out for the season. Um, that's your best offensive player. DeAndre Swift, I believe, is out this week again. So can't expect much from the Lions. Next game, Jets Dolphins. Miami has been hot. No Jalen Waddle, but this is still a Miami Dolphins game. Miles Gaskin, I think, is going to get a big workload in this one. He's back off the COVID list. Um, the New York Jets are just bad. I mean, I. Zach Wilson right now not looking good, I'll be honest. Um, he's got to figure it out because the, the Jets cannot afford to miss on, on another quarterback at the number two spot in the draft. I mean, this year they're going to have two hopefully top first-round picks, top ten picks, but – Oh, my God. I apologize. Um, yeah, but they'll hopefully have two top ten picks this year, so maybe they can turn around and get some elite defensive players. Obviously – Seems like they'll be out of range for Hutchinson's and the Kidon Thibodeau's of the world. But there are some good players in this draft. You could draft Kyle Hamilton. He's elite safety. Derek Stingley's good. I mean, there's a lot of good defensive players. As well as, you know, there's some good tackles. In it, or I guess they don't really need them. I mean, you could reach right tackle. I don't know. There's good players in this draft. That's the bottom line. I'd love to see them maybe go after like a Chris Olave, a Garrett Wilson type. I mean, that'd be a good offensive wide receiver. I mean, I still feel like they're weak there. They need a superstar. We'll see. This is the Dolphins, though. Tua Tagovailoa has played a lot better recently. He's been kind of playing to his strengths, which is completion, short-range passes. Obviously, his number one guy, Jalen Waddle, out this week on the COVID list. So we'll see what happens, but Devontae Parker should be in there. He's played pretty solid this year. So Jets-Dolphins, I'm going to go Dolphins here. This next game, Bengals-Broncos. 
I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. They played tight last week against the 49ers who have kind of had a resurgence. They're looking good. They're looking like a playoff team somehow. Um, George Kittle, I mean, what a superstar. We'll talk about him in a second, though. But Denver Broncos, I mean, this is a fraudulent team, in my opinion. I talked about it a lot. I mean, they're 7-6 and six somehow. I mean, this team is just holding on to dear life. If Rob was here, I'd be making fun of him for saying Vic Fangio is on the hot seat because at this point, Vic Fangio making an extension if the team makes the playoffs. Pretty insane what they're doing. Um, but that run attack for the Broncos is what's, is what's propelling them. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, those guys are studs. Um, there's no way around that. Those guys have played great. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to go with the Bengals, though, that pass attack. Finally, Jamar Chase kind of broke back out last week. I uh, was waiting to see that again. Obviously, he's the he's the top dog on that offense. T. Higgins has looked sensational. Joe Mixon, too, though. So that offense has got so many weapons. It's a tight game, tough loss. But um, I'm going to go Bengals. I just don't believe in the number Broncos. Their defense has played great, though. Pats retained. Exceptional quarterback. 49ers Falcons. This will be the 49ers, in my opinion. No Elijah Mitchell, but that'll be all right. They've got Jeff Wilson. He played all right the last week. Um, and you run Debo Samuel out there a few times. It's, it's fun to watch Debo getting that running back. George Kittle, another guy who uh, is kind of a, a stud in himself. He's, a, I mean, him and Kelsey are the one two in fantasy and in, in real life. I mean, those guys are sensational. They've revolutionized the position. Um, Kittle, I mean, this guy's been a superstar these last two weeks. And, you know, I expect we'll see a little uppage on the coverage potentially because if not, he's going to go off for over 100 yards, 10 catches, two touchdowns. I mean, he'll do that to any defense. So you got to kind of watch the coverage. We'll see what they do this week. We'll see how uh, the Debo versus Kittle coverage compares. Um, but I'm going to go 49ers. I think the Falcons, you know, they played better than their pay grade, six and seven. A team that, you know, is fighting for a playoff spot in the NFC, crazily enough. But the, the 49ers is a better team at home. I can't say the Falcons will win this one. Packers, Ravens. I believe Lamar Jackson is out. Let me just click on it and see if it'll say. Yeah, Lamar Jackson not expected to play. So this will be the Green Bay Packers. I mean, I'd take the Packers probably anyway. The Packers have played exceptional this year. Um, that defense with Aaron Rodgers playing the way he is right now with Devontae Adams, that run attack of Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. It's been a good team. It's been a fun team to watch. So I'm going to go Packers here. I'm not really going to go too, too into it, though. Ravens banged up. No Lamar Jackson. You just can't expect them to beat a team like the Packers. Um, Bucks Saints, a year ago, this would be a matchup that would be uh, unsure, but this is the Bucks. I mean, even if the Saints beat them earlier this year, and the Saints always kind of do beat them, I think the Bucks will bounce back primetime Sunday night football. You don't see Tom Brady lose these games. No matter what, you do not see Tom Brady losing primetime. This guy's had so many primetime games, too. I mean, I don't know the number, but it's got to be up there. I know at least. Four from counting off the top of my head. Week one, the Pats game last week, and now this week. Oh, no, last week wasn't. I don't know. So maybe only three. There's got to be more, though. Probably is more. Who knows? Buck Saints. Yeah, I think they played Giants on Monday night. Like, they probably have four or five, six primetime. I mean, it's crazy. Tom Brady, he's a primetime player. He knows what he's doing. He didn't lose those games. He'll beat the, they'll beat the Saints here. AB, I believe, is going to be back this next week as well, potentially, off that suspension. So that'll be a big boost for that offense as well. But give them the bucks in this one. Moving on to the next game. As much as I want to pick the Cleveland Browns, I'm going to take the Vegas Raiders. The Cleveland Browns are just too banged up. They're missing like 12 starters right now. I mean, it's just an absolute mess. You got to pick the Raiders here. Nick Mullins is starting for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, we're going to see Nick Chubb probably used heavily in this game. I think to expect to see him a lot. But other than that, I mean, the, the Cleveland Browns are decimated. They've got all their top players not playing outside of Miles Garrett, really, and Nick Chubb and some of those linemen. It's, it's, it's just a mess in Cleveland right now. It's an unfortunate situation for a team trying to get in the playoffs. 
Um, and this was one of their probably more winnable weeks. You see the next week they play the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. That's not going to probably go well, um, especially if more guys are on the COVID list. But we'll see what happens. Maybe the Browns can get some guys off the list in time. But uh, I'm going to go with the Vegas Raiders. Vikings, Bears. I'm going to take the Vikings. Um, I mean, this is a weird team. What is their record? Six and seven. This is another team that's kind of clinging in that NFC to hope for the playoffs. So I'm going to go with them. Um, they're better than the Bears. The Bears, I mean, Justin Fields has been all right. He hasn't been amazing, but they're just not that good, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm just going to go with the Vikings. I think the better team. We saw Dalvin Cook, what he did last Thursday. It feels like years ago, but, you know, played pretty well. Uh, Washington Eagles. I'm going to go Washington. I know I picked them last week against Dallas. They kind of had their first bad week in a while, but I think they're going to bounce back against Philly here. Um, they just really didn't run the ball well against Dallas. And that Dallas defense with Michael Parsons is a whole different animal compared to the Eagles defense, what they're going to see. So give me Washington in this one. Um, oh, I guess they don't have a QB, though. I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Washington, I totally forgot, has a complete COVID outbreak. So scratch that. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles here. Um, Washington's got like a third-string quarterback playing. A ton of D linemen are out. So I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. They're actually now in a prime position to win this game, fight for the playoff spot. This is a big game. I believe both these teams are 6-7. and seven. Yeah, six and seven. So winner of this is theoretically in the playoffs. Um, so I'm going to go with the Eagles. I think they're going to be the better team in this matchup. Not at Mono v. Mono here. Um, but the Eagles are healthy. Jalen Hurts will be able to bounce back, I believe. I believe they were on bye last week, too. So this should be a well-rested team that's now ready to go. So give me the Eagles. Uh, it's going to be short weeks for this team. So Tuesday to Sunday, that's quick. Seahawks-Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams. They had a good week last week. I know they're decimated with COVID, but I really don't think I still think they're going to be able to win. You got Matt Stafford. You got Cooper Cup. Odell cleared the protocols. Jalen Ramsey's cleared the protocols. So guys are coming back. They're going to be all right. They're going to be missing some guys, but they'll still be able to win this game. I feel I think the Seahawks, yeah, they won the other week or two in a row maybe at this point, but I just don't believe in them. I don't think they're that great. I think the Rams at home should be able to win this game um, with Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, and those guys. I mean, Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup. That's all you really need if you're the Rams. Daryl Henderson back as well. So the Rams have guys. They're not in as bad a situation, I'd say, at the moment as the Cleveland Browns and the Washington football team. And, yeah, with that, that will do it for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. I know it wasn't too long. I know it was a little weird just talking to myself. It is weird talking to myself. My throat's a little sore from just talking at this point for 30 minutes straight, not having a break. But it's been fun, honestly, to do this. Um, thank you guys for watching. If you haven't already, please like, comment, and subscribe. Um, Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Outside the Arena Podcast there. You can go follow us on Instagram for the podcast, Outside the Arena Podcast. And yeah, we'll be back next week. Rob, hopefully back next week. If not, actually, I think we might see a familiar face and a return of the podcast next week. Stay tuned for that. Uh, a reunion, a homecoming of some sorts, potentially in the works. We'll see. But yeah, uh, thanks for watching. We'll see you next week on Outside the Arena.